This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. All right, how can juggling change your life? I know it's a crazy question, but I think you might be surprised. Chances are you're already juggling some things as it is anyway. Our guest today, Larry Hockman, changed his life through juggling and helps others do just that. Larry's a certified counselor and has been one for 26 years. He's helped thousands of people break through to success in education, careers, health, relationships, and especially home business. He's one of the more unique trainers in the industry, using juggling to entertain, train, and inspire. He's changing lives on purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Larry Hockman, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, Mr. Justin Barclay. So, you know, I know you are uh, you have a really interesting background, and uh, I think it really serves you well for what you're doing today. But let's just kind of talk about how you got here. What, you know, what brought, uh, what brought you to where you are now? You, you, I've heard you tell stories like... You know, I don't really have any, any any horrible tragedy in my past, but I, I think you probably have something. We'll, we'll 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 dig into it. That's at least you know, given you this this uh, this this kind of purpose about you today. I think um, my my cross to bear, Justin, is that I have no cross to bear. <laughs> I, I say it, it every time. It's 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 an un, it's not a sexy story. Um, it's it's just a middle-class kid from New York who had two parents that loved and, and treated him well. My sister and I never wanted for anything. Um, we just, you know, I, I, I'm looking for the right way to say it. I was, I was picked on when I was a kid, but I suppose that's a lot of different people. And little bit by little bit, my confidence eroded. And I looked at the 20-year-old version of myself, and I said, is this all that there is? And divine providence or, or whatever put in front of me a guy who lived in the dorm at that State University of New York at Albany where I was going to college. And he was cool, and he was smart, and he was funny, and the girls loved him. And he had this weird, weird skill. You know where I'm going with this. Um he knew how to juggle and my 20 year old brain made this connection and I still don't know what caused it to happen but it, but it said if I learn how to juggle if I do and his name was Stu um, I always say his name because he, he's my mentor from afar I have no idea where he is now um, but my brain said if I could learn how to juggle I could be cool and I could be popular and the girls will like me and all the things that were important to me at that time and fortunately, Stu was as nice as he was cool. And he showed me a, a simple method that kind of went out of control and, and, and turned into this thing that I do today. So for the next two or three weeks, learning how to juggle became the center of my universe. And I learned it. And 
it turned out to be um, a paradigm shift, a, a little mind flip for <laughs> inside joke. And my whole world changed from that point. And I'm not saying everything got better right away, but confidence replaced lack of confidence and willingness to take some risks replaced uh, playing small all the time. And a whole series of events happened. I, I happened to meet the love of my life and um, very similar story. I'm sure Diane tells her story um, much, much better than I ever could. But this whole thing happened. I, I, be, I began a career as a high school guidance counselor, and I saw that there were so many people who were struggling with that same issue, and, and I had so much in common with them. I kind of transferred that skill set uh, and, and my counseling background into the home business industry and saw some of those same things. And, and it's never lack of skills. I mean, yes, people don't have the skills that they need to succeed, but it, it's always about lack of self-confidence and, and not seeing yourself in that role. And, and if you can flip a few things around and you could see yourself as confident and capable and, and in that place, the methods and the techniques show up and, and my life and, and the life of a lot of people around me are living testimonial to that. Your life is testimonial to that. You know, it's interesting that you you talk about that because, uh, you know, that confidence is such a key factor. One person in you know, my history is a reformed radio shock jock. You know, I, I had plenty of success up front early, and I think I never um, – I never in that in that instance, I never had, I think, a, a, a shortage of confidence or or doubt because I, I always knew from, you know, from a from a very young age as I was a kid, you know, this is like kind of what I was born to do kind of thing. And so somebody asked me about this a while back to so my that was starting his in the new chapter in his radio career and he kind of asked you know well you know how what did you do or how you know how did you win some what was the what led to your success you know and i just kind of said look i mean i don't know this is going to sound really weird but i never imagined losing i never imagined anything other than winning all i imagined was well, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to win. And this is going to kind of like visualize this whole thing. And it's funny because that was confidence. And I didn't necessarily understand it at the time. Yeah. Um, but what is, you know, I mean, maybe that's a good question. What does somebody do? Let's start with that. I mean, I, it could be anything, Larry. Maybe they have a dream in, in their heart. Maybe they have something that they want to get out to the world. Maybe they have something uh, special or there's a passion, there's a business, there's a book they want to write. What do they do to develop the confidence to go out and actually do that that's the question when we come back let's answer that and maybe we can give some practical steps here larry hockman joins us right now and uh boy i gotta tell you a really i think you're in for an interesting ride more at justinbarkley.com you can get the full show notes and if you text the number 44222 the number 44222 my name justin to that number we'll ask for your email address shoot that back and you are in the all access VIP, where we'll send you all kinds of exclusive information about how to live your life on purpose. Larry Hockman continues right after this. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. An outrageous and extraordinary thing for a major newspaper to do as an editorial comment. If you know this story, great. If you don't know it, you know it now. Here is my question to you. It'll either hang or we'll settle it. What's the complaint? Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barkley on the Blaze Radio Network. So you have a dream. You have something that's heavy on your heart, something you desperately have wanted to do for your entire life, but you kind of feel like there's no way you could possibly make this thing happen. Whether it's a business, whether it's some sort of genius invention like you want to get on Shark Tank and or change the world, right? Larry Hockman can help you today with that. There's Chances are there's one little piece that's missing, right? How do you turn that little spark of an idea into this genius, huge explosion of opportunity? The chances are it starts with confidence. Larry Hockman joins us right now. And Larry, can you tell us, I mean, what, what, what is it, you know, what is it that somebody can do to start from scratch with little to no confidence, maybe doubt in their mind? And build. That's a big, big, big question. And well, I'm going to start with this, Justin. Most people who have that dream in their heart, it's not. And and I'm careful about this because I don't want to disrespect anyone's dreams. But for so many of us, it's not their dream. And and like I say, somebody's Mm going to hear that and say, well, how do you know what my dream is? My answer to that is because most of us are living such a constricted life Mm. in in our choices and how we see ourselves and how we see our capability. Most of us have dreams that are actually fantasies. So I'll I'll say to somebody, what's your dream? And they'll tell me that they want to be sailing the Pacific or they want to be an NBA player and they're sitting there at five foot six and it's, you know, it's genetically not going to happen or or they'll, they'll say, and and for high school kids, this is a big one. You know, I want to make a million dollars. Most of us have dreams that are fantasies and fantasies are cool and fantasies are fun because we know in our heart of hearts they're never going to happen. So if somebody says to me what their dream is, the first thing that we're going to do is to start getting them feeling a little bit better and a little bit more confidence. And, yeah, you're right. There's a there's a process that goes along with that, which we can talk about. But the truth of the matter is our dreams evolve with where we are. So if somebody's dream, and let's put this in, in dollar and dollar amounts for just a minute, somebody's dream is they want to make, I'm, I'm going to throw 500 extra dollars a month. That's a realistic dream for most people. But the truth is, if someone wants to make an extra $500 a month, you know, go get a second job. That's a guaranteed thing. And But in the process of doing that, you start to see a little bit bigger. I'm going to quote Jim Rohn here, who's one of my early mentors in personal development. If you want to see a mile down the road, walk half a mile because you're not going to see the end of that mile from where you're standing right now. I don't care what it is that somebody does to make their vision a little bit bigger. Just take a step toward it. And when we start to see more of who we are 
our dreams start to evolve and we stop dreaming what other people have put into our heads and, and we start getting liberated to really walk our own path. That's fascinating because, you know, I, I think there was a time when I really believed I wanted a certain thing or a certain thing was my dream. And then I think the, the further into it I got and the further down the road, as you kind of pointed out, I think that beautifully illustrates, I was able to see things from a different perspective and I realized, oh, hmm, maybe this isn't what I want. That's kind of what happened with radio for me. It was all that I ever wanted ever since I was a kid, right? I woke up one day, though, I had this, this dream job that actually turned into a nightmare. And then I was able to kind of take a step back from it. Say, is this really what I want? I thought this was it, but turns out I started to realize I wanted something different. And I, and I think more importantly that there were some things that I didn't want <laughs> that I was doing. And, you know, some, some ways that I was living. So, man, that, that's powerful, Larry, the, the, that point you make. Well, here's, here's the other side of it. And, and most of us have our dreams when we're kids and, and they're often wrapped up in a career or they're wrapped up in, in a, a vision. You use that word, which is a really accurate word, vision of what we have for ourselves. And the truth is there are a thousand different ways. We're in, in our heart of hearts. We're not after a thing. We'll tell ourselves that we are. We're after a certain career. We're after a certain lifestyle in, in, in a certain location. And some people have that clear as day. But those people are the exceptions because technology is changing, because the the workforce is changing. So many of the things that we, you know, if you want to be a drive time radio DJ, for example, you know, there's a million different ways of getting there that don't necessarily involve being what we thought of as that, that drive time radio. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a teacher, you want to be a, a multimillionaire. We are after a feeling state. Mm -hmm. We want to feel a certain way because if somebody says, if I'm talking to someone and they tell me what they want, my, my usual question is, how will you feel when you get that? And it throws them off guard because they're not ready for that question. All of us are looking for a certain feeling state and that feeling state will change and evolve over time depending on what we get. Or, excuse me, what we get and, and, and how we get it where we get that thing. And then we're ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that certain thing is for every person. And I respect what they're saying. And at the same time, I know there's lots of stuff on the other side of it. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up and I'm a 50-year-old dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, isn't that also, um, isn't that also, I think, good news for, for us is that, you know, you don't have to know. And that it's, I was just talking with somebody yesterday about this. It's another somebody that I, that I work closely with that's in radio and, and, uh, he was just not sure what exactly where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do. And there are all kinds of different possibilities. And I kind of, I kind of said, that's sort of the good news. You don't have to know, right? I, I think we handicap ourselves by making it too specific. And I know in personal development world, people say, make it big, make it bright. And, and I don't disagree with that. I think vision boards are great. And I think that, Mapping out where we're going to be in a certain period of time is great. There's just a thousand different ways of getting there. And, and my running joke, and you know, get ready to groan at this, um, I'll, I'll talk with people about when I graduated high school. 
which was in 1980, whatever. And, and they'll say, um, I'll joke if you had said to me back then you were going to be working on the World Wide Web. My answer is, when did the spiders take over? <laughs> we don't know what's coming. And, and we we were in a not that long ago. You were there. We were talking with Gary Vaynerchuk and he's talking about artificial intelligence and how we're, you know, we're all going to essentially become robots and that scares the, the, the life out of people. But the truth is there are so many things that change that to pigeonhole ourselves into a little box that may not exist mm-hmm. by the time that we get there uh, is, is just crazy. But if we can feel how we want to feel, if we have a general idea of how we want to interact with the world or how we want to interact with a special someone in that world, that becomes something that, that's doable. That becomes unlimited number of ways to get there and finding things about ourselves and finding some of our strengths that we kind of not let out because we didn't see ourselves in it. When we let ourselves out, the world accommodates our own strengths and, and it bends to our will. So practical advice, because a lot of this, uh, you know, it is really kind of taking us, I think, in a certain direction. I want to talk about that one question that may be one of the best questions that you can ask. Um, and you said, how will you feel when you get that? The thing that you want, how will you feel when you get that? So the question may be, you know, how do you want to feel or or, you know, uh, how will you feel when you when you finally reach that that point that that you want to reach. Let's talk about that and some, you know, and also some practical advice about how to start, where to get that confidence. Um, you know, some things that I think people can use. We'll do that when we come back. Larry Hockman joins us today on purpose. JustinBarclay.com is the website. You can get see all the full show notes and of course links to some of the research, the resources that uh, Larry talks about here today. Um, and, and also some of the, the great quotes, cause I know they're coming fast. Some of the stuff that you're, saying coming like a mile a minute i'm and i'm taking notes as we're talking so um if you want to grab those they're online plus grab the vip all access newsletter at justinbarclay.com extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes this is on purpose with justin barclay on the blaze radio network Coming up today on Patents 2. I mean, now, again, Trump isn't doing it the way that we did it. I mean, he was not doing Iowa, I would assume, staying at Holiday Inns and such. Like, I don't know what he was doing. And, you know, he has his own private plane that he takes wherever he wants. I doubt that even between cities, he takes buses or... Yeah, and and one of the things about Trump is he's not doing the barnstorming thing. He's not going from city to city with 40 people. He's flying in doing one big 7,000 people to day. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. How do you want to feel? Maybe more important than what exactly do you want to do? Or where do you want to go? What about that emotional GPS? We'll talk about that. Larry Hockman joins us now on purpose. Uh, Larry, so you, you brought that great question up. You know, how will you feel when you get that? How do you want to feel? How important are those questions? And what are some really good questions that we can ask ourselves? It's the only important question. And 
the other side of that, and, and I say this with total respect to my brothers and sisters in the home business industry, um, most folks are are throwing down with an entity. And, and I say, again, I say that with total respect. Um, but they're, they're being brought into something the way they were brought in. And most people who are, who are moving into a... Um, into this industry, if it's home business, if, if that's your thing, um, there's a safety in, in asking the right questions and, and in talking with people and using the formula. You just have to realize that that formula doesn't work for most people. And where folks are having the most success is, is in being authentic and being approachable and, and being willing to be vulnerable. Now, vulnerable doesn't mean weak. There's, there, there are two different things. Um, but the strength of asking questions to really get to know someone and, and the strength to peel back the layers and, and let people see um, someone who's struggled, but ultimately someone who's had some success, there's, um, there's real strength in being yourself. And, and if, if we're asking what kind of questions do we ask someone at the very beginning of of, of the journey is that what we're asking well i'm i'm in in specifically maybe what kind of questions would you ask yourself you know the best question to ask myself is why am i asked well and, and as a as a counselor we were taught many years ago and why questions don't usually yield a good answer but i'm asking myself what got me here what is it that you know most of us are are who are making a decision to do something different to jump off the path that we've been in all along, there's a dissatisfaction. Hmm. Nobody who is, and I'm going to venture to say that very few people listening to this show are entirely satisfied with their lives. Otherwise, they'd be doing something different. They'd be in that zone, and they wouldn't be looking for something different. What got you here? What's the dissatisfaction? What's the pain point? And most people will say, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough freedom. I don't have enough time. Fair enough. What will happen? How will you feel? What will your life be different? What pain will be resolved when it gets better, whatever the it is, when there, when there's more cash flow, when there's more, um, and I'm going to say a big word here, when there's more regard, when there's more recognition? Because here's, here, here's a big secret, Justin. Most people who come into something entrepreneurial, something home business, are going to say that they're looking for money, and there's truth to that. It certainly was our truth back in you know the, the 1990s. Most people will stay because of how they feel. They want to feel important. They want to be regarded. They want respect. They want self-respect, and, and they want to feel that same honor coming from other people. And... You know, practically speaking, because we get into some practical stuff, there's very little you're going to receive until you're willing to give it unconditionally. And so one of the things I'm going to say to anyone, whatever you're looking for, there's a whole bunch of other people looking for that same thing. And if you could be their resource for that thing, you've just set yourself apart from 90% of the crowd who are doing the same thing that you are. So, 
I want to ask, because we touched on it earlier, and I think it's important to go back there. And and this is maybe where we can get into the super step-by-step practicality of it. But how did juggling change your life? And how can something so simple, such a process change other people's lives we'll talk about that when we come back because it does sound simple it almost sounds like too good to be true larry hockman will teach you how to juggle and uh and maybe even change your life in the process right right after this justinbarclay.com see the full show notes online at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero zero eight this is on purpose on the blaze radio network it's not okay that Hillary Clinton is willing to go and kiss up to Al Sharpton. It is so easily and pathetic. But she knows she has to. And you know who else is going to do it? You know who else is going to go there and say, oh, Reverend Al, please, Bernie Sanders. These are presidential candidates. For the People think that Hillary Clinton's going to win. And they go and they kiss up to Al Sharpton. This is insanity. This is madness. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. How did learning to juggle change Larry's life? How can it change yours? It's Justin Barclay. We're on purpose with Larry Hockman. Larry, tell me about it. I mean, you were a kid living in the dorm. We talked about this earlier. You learned how to juggle. What were the things specifically in? And I'll take it juggling can just be it could be really any little activity or skill but you've learned to apply that one simple thing to all across the board what was it about juggling that just did it for you oh man you know (laughs) there was never i never had an interest in juggling per se and like i said it's what it represented at that time period now if if there was somebody and and it turned into a great thing and, and i will go into more of the detail about what specifically juggling does but I don't know, man, if, if that same guy who I admired and, and saw as a role model had been singing opera, you know, I might be Pacini right now. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But yeah. that lent itself so well. And, and divine providence accident, I don't know. But that lent itself so well to a change process. And, and I want to emphasize that it's a change process and. and you know I have a five-step process, and, and, and all of the magic happens in that fourth step, which, you know, if, if you pin me to the wall, I'll explain that a little yeah. bit. But it, it's a change process, and one little twist made all the difference in the world, but we don't get to that twist until we start a road to discipline and a road to feeling better than we do right now and and yeah there's a there's a process that that goes along with that okay so now now i'm starting to pick up the pieces here of the puzzle and what you've kind of you've kind of given away already so what did this guy have your roommate right he was in the same dorm he was the same room okay so what did this guy have that you wanted what did you think the juggling would you know would give you well, there's the thing, and, and and 
any right thinking person isn't saying if I learn how to juggle, my life will be better because mm-hmm. you know that that's you know we, we give therapy to those people. <laughs> But I looked at that, and again, you have to remember, I'm a kid at this point. I'm, I'm 20, which, you know, mm-hmm. a legal adult, but in, for all intents and purposes, a kid. And for where I was emotionally at that point, very much a kid because of a whole lot of um, lack of confidence issues and, and, you know, just the way a kid thinks. But my brain made the connection. This particular guy was gracious and, and moved with confidence in the world. And, and the, again, where I was at that time, the girls liked this guy. And, and it, it goes to what really is motivating so many of us. And I'm not going to pretend to know what motivates any individual, but you know what? We get motivated by regard. We get motivated by confidence and security. And we get motivated by our attractiveness, generally to members of the opposite sex. I don't think I'm telling any secrets there. That's what hit it for me. And so, again, my brain made that connection between juggling and those characteristics that I wanted. And and the juggling took on a life of its own long after um, I learned how to do it. And, and, and I started getting those things. And, and you've heard me say this, Justin, all learning is a, it follows a two-step forward, one-step backward principle. So I got some of that confidence and, and I made some strides in my personal life and my professional life. And then um, we just live and things come along and knock us back. And then we choose to regroup or we choose to surrender to the misery. And, and you know, thank goodness, time and time again, I... I, I pick myself up and my wife is a great role model for that as well but the juggling turned into a thing and, and I don't know exactly how it happened uh, maybe it's the way my brain works but I configured the basics and, and Stu didn't teach me five steps he taught me one simple thing that became the center of my universe for about three weeks so I don't know anything about sociology 101 because instead of going to class I was learning how to juggle um, but I configured it into a five-step process that really reflects all of the learning and all of the growth in in anything. So if you want to do anything, I could teach you how to juggle and and we'll take those five steps in juggling and we'll plug them into building your whole business or we'll plug them into being a better baseball player or we'll plug them into you know, finding a mate because they really, and, and Lord knows how this happened, but they really are a mirror image. Those five steps to juggle are a mirror image to learning how to do anything we want to do. So he had the girls, he had the confidence and you said, okay, if I start juggling, this is what this is going to bring me. Am, am, am I right in the, in the simplest of, of uh, terms? I don't think I ever said that to myself consciously, but that was very much the thought process. I was on to something in the same way that you knew way yeah. back when that this is where you belonged. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have articulated any of that at the time. But, yeah, that's basically what I was thinking. Yeah. I, no, and I totally get that. I bet it's probably very similar with uh, radio for me. There's there's something along those lines. And I'm sure it was, you know, I'm sure it was part of, part of you know, hey, get the girls or something like that. You know, I'm sure that had a big, you know, when you're a kid and, and I was when I started in radio. So I think that's that's probably like number one on the on the, the top of the, the pyramid. Right. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right up there. But you're right, because this simple thing, the simple process, the, the steps that you've taught with 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 juggling you were able to break it down 
um, it really does translate. And I was just thinking, you know, uh, weight loss, health and fitness, um, anything that you want to do, any goal, right? It's really a matter of deconstructing and then sort of uh, re, like reverse engineering it. And sure. and that's what that's what you're doing. So you want to walk us through the those steps? You betcha. The well, trade and, and I will say there's a there's a series of things that you need to do before that. And, and if I can boil them down to the simplest way possible, is to sure. see yourself in it, not outside looking in, but to see yourself as as strong enough and worthy enough and capable enough to do whatever it is that you want. And, and there's a whole process that that comes before that. But the five steps, and, and this is going to call for some imagination here. Um, the first step is to take a ball or an orange or tennis ball or rolled up socks or whatever you're going to do, put it in your dominant hand and you're going to find a make-believe bell that is about a foot and a half, two feet over above your head. You're going to toss that ball up and you're going to ring that make-believe bell. And if it helps, you'll make a ding sound and or you'll make a clang sound. But you'll actually see it in your mind's eye and you'll hear it when when the ball hits the bell and you'll catch it and for most people, that represents being in their comfort zone and just starting with where you are. It doesn't matter. And then step two is to do that same process, except you're going to do it in your non-dominant hand. And that represents being outside your comfort zone, but you're still moving. Step three is when you're going to take the ball and toss it from one hand to the other, also making sure that you ring that bell and um, then moving it from the, the one hand to the other and then back and forth. Step four, like I said, this is where all the magic happens and, and where it gets fun. You've got one ball in each hand. This is the first time you're actually working with um, more than one at a time. You're going to toss the ball in your dominant hand. You're going to ring that make-believe bell and then the split second, that ball hits the bell. Not before, not after. You're going to toss the other ball in your non-dominant hand, you're going to ring that bell. And that is where the real shift happens for everyone. Because I want you to think like a four-year-old kid for a second, where you've got the two balls in your hands and you're tossing one up in the air and you're moving the other one real quickly from one hand to the other. And you say, look, mommy, I'm juggling. And mommy pats you on the head and gives you a cookie. That's what most of us are doing. If I said to somebody now, go ahead and juggle, that's what they would be doing right this minute. Mm -hmm. And... That is what most of us are doing in our lives. We're trying to do the same old thing. We're, we're trying to do something different using the same old pattern that's never worked before. And we say, how come it's not working now? What's well, because you're doing the same old thing and expecting a, a different result. It's not going to happen. The paradigm shift is to do something different. And that's really where the magic is. And, and where people fall apart is that they default to that same pattern that they've gone all along. And they say, well, clearly this isn't working. And, and which is why if I'm teaching someone how to juggle, I literally ask them to let the balls hit the floor because I want them to change the pattern. I'm not interested in the final outcome at that point so much as I'm interested in them acquiring, if it's juggling, new muscle memory, doing something different and take that to whatever it is you're trying to do. Breaking the pattern, a pattern interrupt and doing something in a way that you've never done before. And you don't have to get the whole thing right, right out of the gate. You just have to interrupt that pattern. And once that pattern is interrupted, then you'll start picking up the pieces. 
And then once that pattern is solid, then we're going to take two balls in the dominant hand and one in the non-dominant hand. And we're just going to repeat that. And if, if somebody's willing to play along with me, um, my personal record for having someone learn how to juggle and shout out to Sarah Hockman, my daughter, um, she got it in about two minutes when she was seven years old. Wow. And the reason is because she never learned the wrong way of doing it. Right. So she really didn't need to reinvent something. She didn't need to unlearn something that wasn't serving her. But I've seen people pick this up in five to ten minutes, and I've seen people never pick it up because they resist the change. Well, that's really interesting. What does it say about what we, that the realities that we construct in our mind and the thought of, I can't do this or I can do this. And she had never, you know, never, never crossed her mind that she couldn't or wouldn't be able to do it. She didn't have the framework of failure, so we didn't have to undo a whole bunch of stuff before we had success and and that is big if there's the work in learning how to do anything and and this is one of these aha moments i we just kind of stumbled on between the two of us the work in learning how to do anything is to unlearn the parts that got you to the point where you're dysfunctional so you can relearn the stuff that much easier Mm -hmm. So, uh, number one is operating in your comfort zone. That's just to kind of start. And when you start doing that, you get a little confidence. Then you get outside your comfort zone. That's step number two. Step number three, how do you label that? I'm sorry? How do you label step number three? Is the I, I call it changing your environment because you're starting to... And, and if it's a, any other change, you're, gonna, you're not necessarily going to have a whole bunch of people surround you and... and want to teach you how to do stuff if you just move a ball from one hand to the other. But when you start using more aspects of yourself and when you're out in the field and working, you tend to attract a, a crowd, an environment who wants to go there with you. So if, if you're doing stuff and you're out of your comfort zone and you're starting to use more of yourself and, and let the world see it, that's where your mentors come. And that's where opportunity shows up. And, and it's going to be your choice whether or not to, to go with that. But that's when the Justin Barclays of the world show up and say, hey, can I help you? And, and that's when the, the organization, that, that sacred circle, we like to call them, shows up and, and, and lets you to move. And that's when you start to develop your own opportunities for leadership. Because when you're doing those things, people who are not as far along in the game as you are notice what you're doing. And you become someone else's mentor. Hmm. It's really interesting. So let's go through these. Let's the, the labels of these steps. Let's start at number one, and then and then you can make it all the way down. <laughs> okay, number one is is start, mm-hmm. just start. Number two is is move out of your comfort zone. Number three is attract the environment. Number four is the paradigm shift. That's what we're calling it mm-hmm. uh, because you're doing something differently than you've ever done before. And and number five is to you're not doing it you're being it hmm. so be it don't do it if that helps okay so somebody might say i'll just play devil's advocate here somebody might say all right larry that just sounds like a lot of you know fancy mumbo jumbo guru speak being it what do you what do you mean being it? i'm being a juggler what do you mean by that what does that even mean can you can you give me a little more practical you know just just for the just for the naysayer i'll give you total practical on yeah. that 
If you woke me up out of a sound sleep at three in the morning, well, first of all, that'd be a little weird. But if, if we were in a circumstance where you were waking me up out of a sound sleep at three in the morning and you said juggle, I wouldn't have to think about it. Mm. The pattern is set. I would just do it because it, it, it's it's who I am. And, and take that. If you do something often enough and you will let the changes permeate your being and, and take that I don't know, home business prospecting, weight loss, um, a golf swing, um, radio, whatever it is you want to do. You get to a certain point where the patterns are so firmly part of your being that it's not what you do anymore. It becomes who you are. You'll never get to that place until you've disciplined yourself and practiced it enough and, and set aside the things that don't work. But when you do... You don't say, I know how to juggle. You don't say, I know how to juggle. You say, I'm a juggler. Mm-hmm. You don't say, I know how to do radio. You say, I'm a radio guy. You don't say, I don't know how to do home business. You say, I'm a home business guy. Mm. You just become it. Ah, that's pretty profound. Um, and does this, you know, because I can think about, like, I just think about, like, riding a bike, you know? I mean, you had to learn that. It was very uncomfortable at one point, or even walking, right? I mean, we know how to do these things. No matter how long it is, I guess the time passes from riding a bike. You could just jump back on and you'll know exactly you've got it down pat, right? Exactly. Because you are it. It's, it's, it's in your being. And, and we all know there's a difference between learning how to do something and, and just doing it. You know, I haven't ridden a bike in however many years. But you say, ride a bike. It, it's in your it's in your feet it's in your hands it's in you just have the muscle memory and and home business is very or I, I keep referring back to home business but whatever it is entrepreneurship it's it's what you it's who you are you don't have to think about the steps to do it you just own them hmm. well that 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 in itself uh, I think is worth the price of admission right there hmm. um what do you suggest and 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 you know we've kind of talked about obviously these these five steps and 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 start you know but uh you know what do you suggest to somebody who is really kind of contemplating you know their next step or what they should be doing and um and thinking and thinking and thinking you you, you kind of get where i'm going with this right I do. Stop thinking so much. <laughs> the, the, the answer's not in the thinking. I mean, it's, it's great to imagine stuff. The, the simplest way I could break it down is to elevate the, the, your level of desire. And the way you're going to do that is to see yourself bigger, better, and, and, and brighter and more beautiful, if you want to use a fancy word, than you are right now. And, and start feeling a little bit better about yourself and let the, the discrepancy between how you see yourself and what you're living be that motivation. Don't make it out of disgust, out of self-disgust. Make it out of disgust between how you see yourself and, and what you've permitted. And that's a much more, that's a much stronger platform to build on than, than self-loathing and say, I got to fix me. No, you don't have to fix you. You're already good enough. Just let more of you come out and then adjust your life around that reality. You deal with, with people that have gone through quite a bit. Um, and, and I think all of us, no matter, even the Larry Hockmans of the world, 
<laughs> that say, no, I don't have any real major. It's not a sexy story, but every one of us has pain. And, and I and, and, you know, there's a story, you know, and I think even the story that you, you, you know, you tell about you know, being being kind of picked on, being bullied as a kid, you know, um, there's there's pain there. It's really interesting because that pain, I think we all have that choice, um, but that pain has now turned in, it really, you're a great example of this, has turned into your purpose. You have found a way to kind of harness that uh, and, and help others and serve others, which is, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's probably the purpose of life. Um, so someone that's deep in it, it's it's really tough, you know, uh, someone that's going through something. It's really tough. I mean, uh, how can you give them hope to, to let them know that there is something better? I guess the best starting point for that, Justin, is to because we can be so deep into our own pain that it's hard to if we stay inside our own head. And, and my first answer in a bunch of different points in my career was going to say would would have been to say meditated away or you know do some kind of practice and and it's not always practical to do that because you know we can meditate from our own place of pain and, and where do you go with that look at some of look at some of the role models look at look for a mentor and look for there's no shortage of people who came back from misery and and someone's story is going to be very close to yours someone is going to be 200 pounds overweight and you're 200 pounds overweight and and you could reverse engineer what they did and that doesn't mean you're going to fix it just because they did but you're going to relate to somebody and you're going to see their pain and you're going to see the role model for a path out of it you're going to see someone who is bullied and 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 a quick side note to that um, I was the kid who was bullied and you know, I, I identified my, my tormentors, and, and like I said, we, we I love when we do this stream of consciousness thing. I, I, there were one or two particular people who were uh, my tormentors, and you know, in the 21st century, you can find anyone anywhere. And, and you know, I got past that, and I found my confidence, and I, I, I found my strength, and I'll call it grace, whatever word you want to use. And I found my tormentor online, and it turns out he turned into a really good guy. <laughs> And, and I, I came back to this place from a position of, of, of strength. And, you know, I found a new friend and, and I let go of some of that. Don't try and eat the elephant all at once. Look at what people are doing now who you can relate to. There's no shortage of role models. And take any little piece of that and, and plug into that and... Whatever it takes to interrupt the thought process that gets you to that place, because it's never the thing that's happening to us. It's, it's, it's never the circumstance. It's always the meaning we assign to that circumstance. Hmm. Larry Hockman, some great advice and uh, some real practical in, in, a, in a, I think, in, a, in an industry where there are, uh, you know, a lot of flowery, kind of you know there's a lot of hyperbole and stuff like that so you've given us some really practical steps man and i really appreciate that how can people find you online where can they get in touch i know that uh you've got several ways to help no more holding back.com is my primary site justin and um 
it's fun and and, um, and I appreciate what you said. I, I try and keep it real, and, and I was trained and mentored by some of the best in personal development. My background is clinical because I have a master's in counseling, so um, I get that, but it's important that and, and not everyone's going to relate directly to what I'm saying because you know we're, we all come from different circumstances but no more holding back is where people find me I try and keep it as real and as approachable as possible no more holding back.com Larry Hockman um, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and we appreciate you doing this man I I am uh, I'm, you know I gotta tell you I'm, I'm very honored to uh, to have you on and to to, to call you my friend I appreciate it, Justin, and right back at you, my friend. So one of the things I probably didn't mention up front, but feel like I should anyway now is, yes, Larry's changed thousands of lives. He's helped many, many people, and I'm actually one of them. I got to tell you, not only am I a friend, but I consider myself um you know, somebody who has taken what Larry teaches and turned it into some really cool results. I'd be happy to share those with you um, at a later time. But I mean, this podcast is definitely proof of some of the big things that have come out of working with Larry. And of course, some even bigger things to come. So I, I highly, there's not a lot that I, not a lot of times that I'll say this, but I highly uh, endorse this guy and, Definitely look him up because not only does he get great results for people, but he's just a genuinely uh, great human being as well. Larry Hockman. That's it for today. More next week. I can't wait for another episode. Is there somebody that you'd like to hear on purpose? Let me know. JustinBarkley.com. Grab your full show notes at JustinBarkley.com slash purpose zero zero eight. Until next time. Cheers to you and your life on purpose. 